persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. We are a lifestyle brand changing lives all over the world. I am your co-host, Mambo. Welcome back, Jason, your host. What's up, man? Yo, what up, Mambo? How you doing, big dog? Doing good, man. I am fantastic today, man. Got a good workout in at Persistence. Burned off some of them turkey pounds. And then on top of it, we got an epic guest in the studio again. Today, we have Persistence' very own Right side cornerback of the Persistence People Eater Champion Turkey Ball Defense, Uh-oh. Surgeon Assistant at CMH, and Persistence' very own Olympic weightlifting coach, Ray Amato, is in the building on the show. What up? What's what? up, bro? How do you think about this, all, all this like on the fly? Bro. <laughs> that was genius. Bro. I'm just I'm just glad to have you here. I wanted to do you right. I wanted to get the proper hype level for you before before we get you on the show, man. Thank you, thank you very now, much. Now, uh, I, I really, I've seen you at the gym. I, we really uh, don't know each other. How, how about uh, you guys? You guys uh, know each other pretty well through the through the gym, through yeah, the gym. Through the gym. But uh, he's a he's a sports guy like me, so sometimes we catch ourselves rambling about uh, about sports landscape here and there for. 20 to 30 to 40 minutes however long we're in the gym together yeah, so it's not like the, throughout the whole workout yeah yeah so, so this is uh this is cool because uh one of the things uh when you were gone enrique was uh sitting in for you yeah and he kind of flipped it on me and interviewed me and my dms on on instagram are all about sneakers now because a lot of people found out now you're a sneakerhead <laughs> it's been it's been exposed yeah and i i kept telling my wife like you know what at least it's not drugs yeah it's, <laughs> it's a sneaker addiction it's not <laughs> It's nothing bad. It, it could be worse, man. It could be worse. There's tons of addictions out there. Sneaker's not a bad one, man. Yeah. So, uh, so what's up, Ray? How did you uh, How did you get into Let's Let's start with who you are in the gym, and how did you get into Olympic weightlifting? To me, that's something that I never even thought I would do, let alone be coached by an epic weightlifter like yourself. So, how did you How did you get to How did you get into the hobby and the sport of weightlifting? Well, throughout high school, I played a lot of sports. Well, two sports, mainly basketball and football. During like the weightlifting stuff getting ready for football. I, I, the power clean was kind of just something that came natural to me. And um, after, after high school, it was just getting in the gym. And that was one thing that I felt like I could consist- consistently do better than most people. Yeah. Hey. So like, I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna just keep doing this. And then CrossFit came around. And then, and then I found out like you can just do cross or just weightlifting and not necessarily do all the all the huffing and puffing <laughs> yeah. and all that running and shit and i was like uh, i'm out i'm good i'm gonna do this so so it was through crossfit originally then yeah through, originally through cross i mean like when i was younger like um it is an olympic sport yeah so like whenever it came on on the uh, on, the, on the olympics or in the olympics i would watch it and be like oh these yeah, little ass dudes lifting this big ass weight and all these girls are doing it too and these big yeah. ass dudes lifting like super weight like cool and then i thought really nothing of it until until now and i look back like yo these dudes are amazing like guys that weigh like 150 pounds putting up 350 pounds over their head like Bro, it's and making it look like man. it's like it's like it's nothing yeah like it's meant to happen like yeah. that like every 150 pound dude can just snatch 300 pounds yeah. over his head man it's it's yeah. crazy how smooth these guys are including yourself man your form and technique is incredible thank you so did you have a did you have a coach that kind of got you to the level that you're at today i mean uh there was just recently i want to say like two years ago i i acquired a coach uh frank Datello. he's a, a local weightlifter he placed in uh university nationals and some other uh ao3 he uh gold medal in ao3 oh damn gold medal huh? yeah and um he i asked him to be my coach and he you know set me up with some programming got me got helped me through like some remedies that I needed to get through and I mean I I felt like I was good before but after having a coach and having to you know really dial in some of these things really like helped me get over the top in a way well I don't think I'm I I don't think I'm at the top yet but yeah um you're heading in the right direction yeah yeah Yeah, I was gonna say you're at the the top from what I can see from my from my (laughs) viewpoint you're definitely at the top bro so so it's really cool I'm glad that you got to find someone like like him that turned you into the coach that you are today because you've already given me so many pointers in just a small amount of time that I've been weightlifting and like I said I never thought I'd do any Olympic weightlifting when I grew up I grew up watching you know like world's strongest man where they're just pulling boats and shit like that (laughs) you know and it's like but these guys what they actually did before they didn't just always you know 
me sitting at home, I thought, well, these guys must just have a boat in their backyard and they just pull this shit around. <laughs> but they're actually like Olympic weightlifting, you know, yeah. and ESPN just found creative ways for them to, you know, show off that strength. Exactly. And I never really knew it exists because I always, like you said, watched the Olympics, but never, never really focused on the weightlifting. Because right. to me, it was something like, oh, well, shit, I'm never going to do well, that. And I think that's something that like, like training in general is, right? It's the stuff that no one really like watches. Everyone yeah. watches, you know, or sees the, the, the product, mm-hmm. like, oh, this person goes out to the competition and this is what they got. Oh, but no one ever really sees the hard work, hard work that they actually put in. Yeah. And like, I think that's something that with weightlifting that's, I really dig is like, there's so much of a grind, but what you show off is just so minute. Yeah. And it's, I'm, to me, when I, when I put it really, really put it in perspective of how the, the percentage of people that can actually do the things that I can do. It's like, well, well, yeah, I am pretty. That's pretty cool. Pretty fucking strong. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty dope. So man. the percentage is pretty low when it comes to to the things that you do. Um, as far as like percentage of people like that actually work out, like let's, I mean, let's put it in perspective of how many people actually work out. Right. Right. That's what like maybe five. They say it's like five percent of the population that wow. work out. Period. Period. No right. shit. That's low. Yeah. That's Damn. super low. I mean, Come think on. about it. Like, like just to say, like, in, in 10 people that you talk to, how many people, how many of those people go to the gym regularly? Right. That's pretty Maybe true, man. Maybe about two or three. And then you expand that to like a, like hundred thousands of people. Maybe like five to eight percent. So, right. so it's kind of unique of, of what you do because. Yeah. You even know, more so. Yeah. Right? If like, you include all you, those people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not just the gym. Like there's, let's say 8% of people work out. Uh, of that 8%, how many people do CrossFit, right? right. That's even a smaller percentage because, yeah. like, if you look into bodybuilding and, like, athletic training, other other things, right? And then just weightlifting, that's probably even, like, a, a, a fraction of a percentage, oh, yeah. right? It's, uh, yeah, it's decimal but then, point. But then what's really cool for me, at least, is that it's an, it is an international sport. So when you look at, like, people in, in other countries like Russia, China, uh, Thailand, uh other like er, everywhere else around the world weightlifting is a sport yeah. kind of like how kind of like how soccer is like in, uh, in our in country America, yeah i was like, gonna make the same analogy exactly definitely. exactly when you say soccer in anywhere else you're like like anywhere else in the world they're like what the fuck soccer yeah you, you mean football <laughs> yeah oh yeah my bad i'm at football yeah, yeah. <laughs> right but here like definitely. when you talk weightlifting in america it's like oh so you're a bodybuilder yeah exactly no it's a and then i, I had to Break it down. Oh no, there's these two lifts. Oh, so it's powerlifting. No, it's not powerlifting. <laughs> it's weightlifting. It's an actual sport. Anyways, I'm not gonna get into it. It's, it's this whole shit. Yeah. Anyways, but it's it's a sport. Like basketball, football. It is a sport. So there's training a training methodology into it and a training approach definitely to it that is very. I get what you're saying. It's and it's and it's complex because yes. when when I go to one of your classes, we're doing. We're working at not only different percentages, but then the same movement over and over in different percentages. Maybe we'll do in, in segments. Yeah, maybe we'll do right. a complex of some type of cleans at sixty-five percent, and then seventy percent, and then seventy-five percent. But then when you did the mock competition for us a couple of weeks back, right? It's it's really dope because, like you said, you do all of that shit behind the scenes. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's like you said, like the practice. You don't watch a football team practice all week. You just watch them play the game, and exactly. you don't know how hard it was for them to know how to run those plays. Right. And it's like then the weightlifting competition comes, and it's like, okay, you got four lifts. You know, so pick your starting weight right if you want to reach a certain number, and right. go do your thing. And that's all people watch is you do one right. thing, and they're like, damn, how the hell did he do that? Right. It's, it's, like, like, well, it's, like, <laughs> it's like watching Steph Curry sh- shoot threes all day yeah. long. And it's like, oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. But then you know, sometimes like ESPN will put out this highlight, like, oh yo, he made. 70 in a row yeah it's like and it's like fuck he really fucking works on this <laughs> yeah, shit huh? exactly yeah well, yeah he's, duh yeah. there's a reason why he's that's that why good he's on the better court. than you yeah exactly so, so that's what i love that now i'll bring it up here uh now that we have two olympic weightlifting classes a week i'm stoked on it because i happen to be uh off on fridays so i can make the 330 fridays i work every sunday so oh, yeah. i've only been able to make a few so i'm super pumped on that so if you're listening out there and you want to get some olympic weightlifting in your life ray's gonna hook you up Fridays at three thirty, man. Yeah, so, come by. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. And uh, so weightlifting competitions, like I said, you did a mock one for me. Unfortunately, the bulk of my weightlifting has been during uh, the pandemic, which right. the bulk of anybody's year has been in. Right. So I've never got to do a competition. 
Obviously, you've done some competitions before. I've done a couple, yes. Cool. Where where at? Right here locally so, or? Yes, locally. I did one at CrossFit Oxnard. Um, that was the most recent one I did. I did a couple out in Newport Beach oh, okay. at uh, SoCal Weightlifting Club. Okay. And uh, one in Las Vegas for American Open Finals. Cool. Well, Damn. not finals. AO3 Open. Wow. Open. Good for you, yeah. man. How, how'd you perform? What's, what's your, what, let me start here. What's your favorite lift to perform at those uh, competitions? Um, I think the snatch, because of how technical it is. Yeah. But it is always really, really fun to show off your strength. Hell so yeah. The clean and jerk is something that, I mean, I like to show off in a little bit. Yeah. For my weight class. And again, like the percentage of people that actually, that actually can do it, I think I'm pretty strong. Hell so, yeah. So how'd you do in those competitions? I snatched at AO 84 kilos, which is like 185 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, I failed 87 twice, which is like 190 or one. Yeah. Just, just under 190. Is that a PR for you? 190? Uh, no. Uh, and that's another thing too. Like, like I can train and hit training numbers all day long, but if I can't prove it in on a competition, the, in competition, yeah, yeah. it's like, did it ever happen? <laughs> did it ever really happen? Or like, what did you actually prove on, on the on the competition platform yeah and for my clean and jerk i hit at ao i hit one 110 no 115 and i think my all-time pr is 118 which is and that's in kilos so 116 yeah. is like one hundred uh, 255 pounds i think yeah and your body weight approximately is right now 162 damn yeah, that's I'm legit, even, man. I'm not even gonna tell you mine. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, man. Those are killer numbers. And to me, the thing that when you did that mock competition, I thought it was was cool how legit you made it. Not only with like videotaping it so that we can break it down right after with you, right. so we can improve instantly on the next lift. Um, but you had everybody sit down and watch us. And to me, that's where I think Olympic weightlifting is a sport that's kind of unique to its own self because. There's not too many sports where everybody is watching you. When there's right. football going, you know, there's there's probably a good like, and I'm an avid football watcher, so I I like to look at the at the O line fire off the ball, and I can usually typically tell how the right. play is going to go for the offense Read by the looking guard. at that. Yeah, exactly. But with weightlifting, everybody is staring at you. Right. And in team sports, you kind of get to watch other pieces. You get you get distracted. But in weightlifting, it's like boom, the eyes are right. on you, man. So it's every I mean, every lift is you are the quarterback. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Not just every, everybody's looking at you. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's very unique to the sport, and it's one of the things that I like about it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, how can, for you, like, when you were up there, how nerve-wracking is that, really, you know, to have, I mean, it wasn't that huge of a class, but, but then, still, but then you put it to scale, yeah. right, like, to put it to the Olympics, it's like, yo, you got a million people <laughs> yeah, from staring at you all right, over the world. to lift for 10 seconds, yep. you got one minute to hit a 10-second lift, yep. like, so it's a lot of me- a lot of, me- lot of mental prep, man. Yeah. So it's 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 very unique. So I, I highly recommend anybody to come try it out. It's for beginners, amateurs, pros, Absolutely. whoever. You remember uh, your first competition? My first competition. Oh shoot! I didn't even mention that one. It was uh, Long Beach. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was to get into the uh, American Open. That was uh, that was really fun. So you qualified in your first competition. You qualified yeah, so, to make a next round. So to to make it to American Open, you ha- there's a, a qualifying uh, total. Uh huh. So you had to make the qualifying total. So, um, so how do they make the total? The total is a combination of the the two lifts, which is the snatch and the clean and jerk. Okay, and that's so, the only lifts that you do in a competition. Those are the only two lifts. There's, no, exactly. there's nothing else. No, and there's and there's three ways you can medal. You can obviously medal in uh, the two respective lifts. Uh-huh. Like if you lifted the most in the snatch and lifted the most in the clean and jerk. Yep. But then you can also medal in the total, because that's oh. a like. Let's say you didn't r- quite hit the numbers that you wanted to in your snatch, but then you, exp- you know, you really killed it in your clean and jerk. Yeah. And you, you won the gold in, in the clean and jerk, but got like a sil- silver in the snatch. snatch. You can still possibly get gold in the total because of what you had cleaned. Yeah, that's dope. Right. So like there's a saying in the, in the weightlifting world uh, is that uh, you snatch what you can, you clean and jerk what you need to. Okay. Right? I like that. So, I never like, heard that you one. snatch what you can <laughs> yeah. to, to get a score up there. Uh-huh. And then, then that's your first score. And then in clean and jerk, that's where you fucking sell out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, where you, that's, where, right? that's where you leave it all on the yeah, floor, exactly. man. Hell yeah. That's dope. So do you, do you always start with the snatch in a competition yeah, typically? Yes, so it goes snatch and then clean and jerk. So it's um, usually like a flight of like 10 lifters, 10 to 12 lifters. And they go in succession of uh, 
the weight that they they pronounce that they're gonna they're gonna lift. Yeah. Um, so let's say there's ten lifters and it's in succession, right? So the lightest bar goes first. Oh, so whatever weight. So if I say I'm only gonna do 150, but everybody's doing, or let's say it says we're kilos, other, 60. Yeah. yeah. So everybody else is heavier than me. I go first. Right. Oh, okay. So until everyone, I'd be hits, going first a lot, man. <laughs> and then until everyone hits the, those numbers, and then then that's when the the game begins. Like everyone scores their first ever whatever lift. Yeah. And then well, this is like oh well, I can hit 75. Well, I can hit 76. Well, I can hit 79. Do they limit right? how big you can jump? Or um, can you go? Can you, you start can take, at something you guaranteed to hit and then so jump big? I think the, I forgot exactly what the rule is, but um, I think it's like. 20 kilos under your um, your max from your previous competition okay. or something like that. Yeah. So you can't just like, let's say I know I can hit, well, I'm just going to talk in kilos just so to make it easy. Yeah. So I know I can hit like 88 kilos. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and pronounce 60 kilos. There's, that's like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. Well, I know damn well you can do that. <laughs> I got you. Right. So it's like, all right, well, to, just to, for the sake of competition, I'm going to put, 82 right so then all my other competitors are like oh fuck okay and or like okay 82 i'm gonna get 83 just so that i can fuck with your head right and then, ah, and then that's the where the, the gamesman shit comes yeah. right and so you're in the back warming up your coach is like watching numbers like oh you're gonna come up in 10 minutes i'm like all right cool so then you're hitting your numbers like the number you uh, say i said 82 so i'm hitting 80 in the back no problem right yeah and then something goes on like oh fuck somebody else uh they're they're gonna stay at 80 for a long time because all these people are at 81 and someone failed and all this time ends up happening to happen in between yeah so like well fuck that's where the gamesmanship happens like did my coach warm me up too early like was i because now you got to sit around and exactly okay exactly so there's all this gamesmanship that happens within just yourself and then within the competitors the in competition, the competition, they try to mess with you. And, okay. then, and not even just that, like, let's say I'm hitting 80 in the back. Like it feels like, it feels great. I go out there and hit 82. And I'm like, what the fuck? That felt like 90. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is that so heavy? Yeah. Why is it so heavy? And it's probably because you're not in the right mental, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and, and, and you said it's two lifts that you do, right? Two lifts. So, like you have three attempts at two lifts. So you have three attempts at the snatch and then three attempts at the clean and jerk. So we had uh, Coach Gabs uh, uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And uh, uh, you know you mentioned how it's 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 you train for for two lifts, but mm-hmm. you could get hurt with yes. some of these lifts, right? Absolutely. And and that's part of the reason why why training is uh, very important. Absolutely, and and I think that's the one thing I'm, I I like to train as well is like to to prepare for those situations, right? Like um, when you get under a heavy barbell, like in uh, like in a back squat or something like how what are you gonna do when that shit gets too heavy or yeah it feels too heavy one day and how do you bail from it how do you fail right how do you fail right right yeah. you know what I mean like everyone it, it's okay to fail I think that's one thing that's um in 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 the weightlifting that's I think more more praise than anything like oh you failed well, what'd you learn from that yeah because I, in weightlifting you can totally learn way more from a failure than any successful lift because right. you can make successful lifts all the time and like Oh yeah, well you did it right. So, did you learn anything from it? Yeah. No. So like, if you if you fail and you fail right, then you can come back and continuously do right. do whatever you're doing to, and get better. Definitely, don't injure yourself so you can yeah. keep training. So yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's key, and that's what I like about your training. It touches on so many things, and you even usually end with some type of accessory that's like a dynamic kind of kind of right. work you know where it's like we're jumping over you know pvc poles and mm-hmm. working on exploding in place and it's like well this doesn't make any sense right. but when you think about it the, all the lifts start with the explosion in your legs Absolutely. so like yeah. all that accessory work i think adds to to uh your abilities and i've noticed that i've been able to you know luckily grab some prs recently yeah. and uh, and i just really think that it's interesting how many different dynamics you throw in in one class so yeah but Outside of uh, just being a badass on the weightlifting platform, what do you what do you do outside of the persistence for work? Uh, well, I work at a hospital. I'm a scrub tech. I work nights. It sucks. Yeah, it's gotta be but, it's gotta be tough, man. I, yeah, nights suck. I do yeah. it every now and then, and but, it's a uh, bummer. It works for my schedule because the way that um, it works with my kids. Yeah, um, I have a I have two kids now, one on the way. Congratulations. I was going to drop my big congrats later. I didn't know if you wanted to say it on the air or not, but congrats, congrats, Daddy Ray. Thank so, you. Thank you. 
So uh, my my daughter, my nine year old daughter, I have with a uh, from a, pre- a previous relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, when she goes back and forth, I, I work nights, so I get to spend time with her oh, every good, day. That's that good. We're you know that she's here, um, that she's with us, with meaning my my yeah at my, in my home yeah. Um, so it's always worked that way, and like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, definitely, so, man. It's always just been working out that way. So and I get to see my the, kids. The every hardest day. part is when, when's Daddy Ray get to sleep, man. That's the yeah, thing about that's, that's exactly. the thing about working nights. Yeah. It's like that, that's what I always say. It's like, oh yeah, I could work graves. That'd be cool because then technically I can have every single day off. But it's like, yeah. but wait, you got you got to kind of sleep in there sometimes. Yeah, exactly. That's the hard part, man. Especially like you said with the kids in the house. Especially like like Calvin. I know he's right at the same age as Audrey, a little bit older than Audrey, maybe. Mm-hmm. And. uh yeah, listen, they don't listen to, uh, hey, I'm going to go to sleep. Just leave no. me the hell alone right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that don't work, no. man. So. I'm, 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 I'm very fortunate right now to have my nine-year-old who's like, she's a princess. Like, yep. She's awesome, especially with, with Calvin, my son. Um, those two together, they're, they're so great. And luck, sometimes I'll be able to like sneak a little hour nap in between yeah. while they're watching their TV shows, playing, yeah. playing in, uh, in our living room hell or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty fortunate enough to have her around to help out. You got to do it. Well, big ups to you this year for being a healthcare worker, though. Serious. With all the pandemic shit that's Oof. going on, man. Seriously, you guys you guys Thank are you. amazing. So so uh, surgery, though? You're, mm-hmm. you're a surgery tech? You said stand, do you stand right there in the operating room oh, while yeah. all the mix is going on? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's got to be intense. Hands bellies, man. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You probably Fix see some bones. crazy stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, you gotta Real have a good stomach for stuff. that, man. I like I like keeping the outside of my body is what I see. I, I don't really care if I ever see inside uh, someone's yeah. body. Like Brad, Brad got to do a bunch of dental work uh, the other day. He had to go oh, and get really? some fillings and stuff. And it was weird to see the dentist work from the angle because you know usually I'm just staring up at the dentist anytime I've been. So it was weird to actually watch them in there working on <laughs> yeah. his teeth. And and yeah, that's got to be a trip to see something like major surgeries. Oh yeah, I was just actually telling my coworker the other day like there's only one one thing that actually gets me kind of queasy now and still to this day i guess and it's like when like so we're like fixing a broken bone or something and they're prepping the bone the the extremity or whatever it is and like let's say it's like a broken wrist and you can just see it like deformed just like, look, that's not only, looking right yeah, yeah it's just not looking right like you know it's broken You're like, oh. oh fuck yeah <laughs> that's the only time that it actually like really gets me queasy because uh. right when we put on the drapes it's just oh it's just it's oh, just isolated it's just to isolated what it is. and yeah. it's cool it's like all right it doesn't look all it, it doesn't, doesn't look, look all deformed and <laughs> yeah, out of place exactly yeah that that's like that's like when you see like live injuries and in sports unfortunately yes. man Dude, it's just brutal man yeah. like it, the one that's recent in my head is Dak's poor foot man when they when he like <sighs> held it up and looked at it i was like no don't oh, look yeah. at it Dak. don't look <laughs> don't do it man that's why uh, being a surgeon tech that's got to be incredibly uh rewarding in a way because yes. you absolutely help so many lives doing yes. doing that type yeah, of work yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah it's got to be tough on the eyes and the memory man i would have to have like a quick memory there you know i don't want to keep oh, that yeah. deformed looking wrist in my mind yeah, too long some definitely know? stick in your head a little more than i others, bet man for sure i bet did uh do you do you work the holidays and things like that um i like to yeah um a lot mainly because my wife is also a nurse so, oh is she okay so it kind of just works out so we kind of discuss it beforehand like so what's going on during christmas this year yeah are you working yeah i'm working all right i'm working so we're going to just plan around that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not have the stress of like, oh, we got to get everyone together on Christmas Day. Yeah. It's like, no, like, no yeah. I'm working my, you know, and our, and actually her, her parents are also in, in the healthcare field. Okay. So they kind of get it too. Good for you guys, and man. You like, guys. I mean, the time and a half is kind of hard to get to, yeah. to say no to. So <laughs> hey, it's man, like, I'm the same way. I work, oh, yeah. any, I, I work all the holidays, all the holidays on the book. Man. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't so they're like, me, oh man. yeah, we'll work too. Okay. Well, we'll just the 26th we're <laughs> okay. partying. December 26th, Christmas yeah, is going Christmas down in the Amato house. The day after yeah. for sure. That's cool, man. It's just a day. Like, like, uh, one of, one of my, one of my, uh, parents told me you know what if it wasn't christmas you wouldn't care about working (laughs) it's like that makes sense though it's still just another day but since somebody calls it christmas you know it puts this pressure on like oh damn i can't work i can't work so so that's cool so um your wife how did you guys meet how long have you guys been together oh we've been together for almost 10 years now congratulations good for you guys um but we've known each other actually since high school so she was my uh Uh, high school sweethearts no no actually not really at all it wasn't Um, sweet back then no well (laughs) So the funny thing is, is that she was my cousin. She's my cousin's neighbor. Oh, okay. So that's how we met. Cool. Like, like, so we were like always cool. Uh huh. And then you know, life went on, and then 
you know, stars paths collide. Yeah, paths cross. <laughs> it's meant to be. It's destiny, man. Yeah. So then, you know, we started talking again, and then. So you grew yeah. up. Uh, you grew up in uh, Ventura County. Yeah, here. In, uh, yeah, basically throughout Oxnard, Camarillo, and Ventura. Yeah. Cool. Where, where'd you go to? Where'd you go to school at? I went to high school at Rio Mesa High School. Oh, Rio Mesa. Okay. But what year did you graduate there? Ooh, 2005. 2005. Yeah, because they had like some they had some big time players come out of Rio Mesa right before that. Then right? What's uh, it, what's that, what's homeboy's name? Uh, Scott Fujita or something Scott like that, Fujita, right? Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, he graduated in in the 90s, I think. Yeah, he, he was a little bit before you guys. Yeah, exactly. He he super, super Bowl winner out of Rio super Mesa. Hey, not, I know my high school can't say no shit yeah. like that. <laughs> so we ain't got no Super Bowl yeah, rings walking around time. them hallways, man. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. What did you What did you play in? Yeah, I know you said you played sports, uh, basketball, and football. Yeah, I played basketball my freshman sophomore year, and then played football throughout. Cool. Did you play youth football too? No, actually, I did. I, actually, high school sports was my first uh, taste at any damn any sports. At that's all. tough, man. Wow. It's tough to break. It's tough to break into yeah. high school sports. I had I had a, a similar experience like that too, where I didn't play. I played one year of youth right before high school, and it was it was tough, man, because a lot of these kids come into high school. They've been playing football since they were like yes. four years old, bro. And then they all know each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've all played. They've all played with each other. It's such so a different like, game. Yeah. Like like recess football to yeah, like yeah. organized ball. It's yeah. so different because like, I mean the refs obviously play a big big factor. Yeah, but definitely. Each but, play actually mattering, and you actually have to know what to do. Yeah. You don't just get to go and like kind of freelance exactly. it. And there's somebody watching you, and you don't do it right. They get on your ass. Yeah, exactly. it's like, it, They take the fun out of it a little bit, but that that's cool, man. So what what you play in uh, basketball? Let me guess. Point guard. Yes, <laughs> yes, because uh, I'm the shortest guy in the court. That's why I, yeah. I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say. I yeah. was going to say because you're so fast and explosive and can get to the hoop easy. But you know, yeah. I mean, if we can go with the height too. Yeah, mainly, mainly because of my height. But I mean, I, I kind of embraced that and I, like I knew it and I'm like, well, if I'm going to be the short guy and I'm going to be the point guard, I better yeah. fucking learn some learn to handle the ball. <laughs> so, what, what was your What was your uh, favorite sport between the two? Oh man, I don't know. There's, it's like, it's probably the. It's I, I would say it's the behind the scenes because that's how you discovered the the weightlifting. Yeah, that you like. yeah, yeah. The I training mean, aspect. There's, of there's it all. so there's so many things. Like I still love basketball now. Like I play men's league here in Ventura. Um, just you know bullshit. Just that's cool. To, Where to off the, the avenue or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so that's fun. Like I I would love to still play a flag football a little, a little more. Just yeah. To, I think I think competition in general is very natural of us. I to I, and, and and to do it is. In, in any form is great. I agree. And I think I think I need to start doing some football competition or something more because after that turkey bowl, bro, my groins were killing me, dude. Bro. My hamstrings were on fire. <laughs> I, I went to I went to Gage the next day and I was like, man, that Thanksgiving workout kind of kicked my ass. And he was like, I think it was the football game, man. He's like, everybody that played in the football game is complaining about how sore they are. He's yeah. like, I don't think it's the workout, yeah. man. It's de- it was definitely the running because I, I remember like going, I still play flag. So uh-huh. every once in a while when I would play the day after, like my whole body, my ribs. I think it's a stop my, my and go, legs. man. Yes. Your body's not used to everything inside yes. of it shaking around, you know, when you put the brakes on, try and make a juke move and whatnot. Exactly. Man. Yeah. Running stop routes all of a sudden. Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, whoa. Your knees are saying, stop. Is this 12 years ago again? Yeah. Are we doing no. that stuff again? <laughs> You know, so I gotta ask though, since I was on the I was on the wrong end of that uh that 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 turkey bowl <laughs> bloodbath. <laughs> so who I want to know who orchestrated that uh persistence people eaters defense that you guys rolled out on us, man? Because oh, you guys dude. are like a you came out like a steel curtain, just like on point, the two deep safeties <laughs> the whole time, just soft enough man coverage. I mean, you well, guys had it down to a T, man. I think a lot of it. it just, uh, I, I got I got out there early. To scout the, the the talent, <laughs> yeah. a little bit, not gonna lie. I saw you out there. You're the first, so, you were there, and I rolled up. <laughs> so when when they announced who the captains were, I was like, all right, I gotta get somebody that can throw the ball. So that was the first thing I was looking for. So that was my first pick. So that's why I picked Al. So I was like, oh no, I, I picked Gage. Yep, because I knew he could throw the ball, throw the ball, and then Al got. Slip through, slip through yeah. for the, to be the next pick. So I picked him up, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, we got it!" <laughs> Al's got a legit arm, bro. Yeah, I mean, so, he can spin it, dude. Exactly. I was, I was impressed. I so, mean, damn. Right when I knew that you're. Uh, uh, yeah, fuck it. Hey, you're not nobody on your team could throw the ball. Yeah, no, <laughs> so say, it, I was man. Like, say it. I'm, I was I'm like, dead right. <laughs> fuck it. We're zoning these guys. The only way that they're gonna do anything is if they run the ball and it's two touch. Yeah. It's two hand touch. Yeah, exactly. So you can't even bully ball anybody and yeah, just run exactly. it down. Your it's throat. like, all right, I'm gonna just stop here and then clap my yeah. hands and you're down. And the first down yardage was just enough to where you had to get a nice like fifteen yard chunk play to really have yep. a legit chance at first down with only three downs. So I mean it was 
It was brutal, man. But I'm telling you what, I know we didn't have the greatest arms, but I'm saying everybody that was on my team that's listening, I say same roster. We'll run it back for like a Christmas ball. Was it a close game, though? No. No. (laughs) No. 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 Let's just... I'll I'll, I'll paint out the last play. I'll paint out the last play. So we we made a stop, or we had scored. They're getting the ball back. And then Jason's like, ah, man, it's... It's seven to one. Next score is se- next point. Next team to score is seven points. I was like, all right, well, let's make this shit interesting. <laughs> next play, Leilani is one of our players, and she she goes in and she's rushing the quarterback. I think it was Sean at the time. Bro, was Leilani Sean? was the MVP of that oh, defense. She was, she was putting she was the heat on the quarterback yes. every play, man. Yes, and I don't remember who the quarterback was, but they were under some heat, and they were like, oh fuck, and they <laughs> tossed it up. And then Tanner comes out of nowhere and picks it off and gets Runs a it back pick for another six. touchdown. So <laughs> and technically, I just, out loud, like, oh, what, fourteen <laughs> one? Yeah. So technically, technically, we lost fourteen to one, and those and not not each touchdown counted for seven points. Let's no. put it that way. So, so it was, was kind of close, but man, it was. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was fun though, just to go out and compete. Yes. With, not and not only compete, but compete with the friends most important and, part. And, yeah, in just a fun way. Yes. And there was and thankfully there were some minor injuries, but no major injuries no major occurred. Injuries. So yes. and that field i ain't gonna lie that field was garbage though bro it was slippery <laughs> as shit man it was so if you slippery didn't, and there was a dip in the middle yeah yeah so it was it was some tough terrain i'm not gonna lie but it was a lot of fun man i'm waiting for the next one so yeah I'm so, excited. That's, that's what i'm saying anybody that was on my roster we can run it back man we just <laughs> yeah, gotta strategize let's get, that let's, let's get a let's get a practice in before the game yeah, though or something y'all need it <laughs> all right so so getting back to growing up did you grow up in a big family Yes and no. So I'm, me and my mom are the only ones here. My dad and my sister are in the Philippines. Okay. But I have a huge family. Um, I have something like 12 or 13 cousins. Cool. And then, yeah, and they're all here. Oh, all the cousins are here. Yeah, they're all here. Okay. Um, so we, well, well, not, not, we're all spread out now, but we all grew up together. In Ventura County here, area. In, cool. Here in Oxnard, actually. Oh, right, Just in, Oxnard. in Oxnard. Okay. So, um. Yeah, so yes, we have a big family, but like immediate family, it's just me, my mom, and my dad. Yeah. Um, fam- big yeah. family, yes, definitely. Hey, family's family. who you're around, so cousins, yeah. Yeah. just people down the street. I got plenty of aunts and uncles that ain't even aunts and uncles. Oh, you yeah, know I, I mean, mean so. I'm Filipino, so like, <laughs> kind of like Mexicans, like how, oh, you're related to these people because they're married to these people. Everyone's and cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's dope, man. So did you spend any time in the Philippines when you were growing up? or? Um, I was actually fortunate enough to visit quite often cool um i i've been probably eight times now eight or eight or nine times that's dope, yeah man. yeah it's f- fucking humbling what, dude. yeah what's it's your favorite part so of the humbling. philippines um the vic like the vacation spots obviously yeah but aren't like straight up really like the the sense that i have when i come back home straight up like yeah it's so humbling because my sister's out there she's got six kids and like she's like roughing it and i'm over here like kind of chilling like loving life so it is very much humbling at the same time like fuck i'm very fortunate to to be where i'm at very very lucky to be where i'm at yeah definitely man i i think i think we all can appreciate that even in like a even in like a tough year like this like i was just appreciative that i was able to go do christmas shopping recently because while i was doing it i couldn't help but think that there's probably a lot of people this year that aren't able to do it and maybe they always used to and maybe they're always used to doing that and then this year has been rough for just about everybody in its own certain way so i mean it's crazy to me and then the other thing that's crazy to me is how much christmas shopping has changed man like everything's online (laughs) seriously and and i'm i'm usually like a i'm usually like a store goer guy like i i never full on don't get me wrong of course i use amazon here and there just like everybody does but this year bro so far like i bought like 90 percent of my gifts and it's all been on amazon and part of me makes me feel bad but i'm also going to do you know some in-person shopping right before christmas because that's usually how i roll but amazon they just make it so easy man and honestly yeah and honestly like this year i used i used like uh this thing a firm and it's and it's like basically like modern day layaway and you can get it with zero percent interest and you can get that and you can get the shit right now and it's like why would i not do this (laughs) for easy payments (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly it's like why would i not do that you know it's not like old school at like kmart back in the day where you had to stand in the mile long line at customer service with a 
gross, uh, with a cart full of stuff you ain't gonna yep. get until hopefully your parents. But you know pay, what? You know hopefully what? your parents pay the rest of the bill. That's gonna hurt when they start taking the the payments every. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> yeah. no. Oh. It, it's cool. I mean, it, it, it's like it's like one of those things. Like if I if I could have done it now and made the payment now, but why wouldn't I not just you know break it up and get everything you know right now? I, I don't know. It just, it just Bro, worked I out. Almost, I almost did that. Like got all the shopping out of the way. Yeah. But then I had the same the same thought. Like you know, I'm blessed to still be working yeah and and then i started thinking about what a lot of small businesses are going through definitely man and i just looked at the card and i was like you know what even if i pay a couple of extra bucks and and help out a, yeah. a business in our community yeah yeah i'd rather do that because you know i still have a job and like you said there's a lot of people who mm-hmm. who you don't and can't so yeah. yeah it's if you could support if you could support if, you, if there's one little place that you used to go and you haven't been for a while i say get out there oh, yeah. make sure yeah. they're open like we went to we went to salzer's today and i haven't been there for a minute and then it was still like the question like are they even open you know because you never know you never know what places this year did you have any issues when you went out like was there lines at the door and whatnot well, today, as we're recording this, uh, uh, they made another announcement that, they? you know, that they're going to yep. be doing a, a, a shutdown again pretty soon. In Ventura County. Uh, all of California, statewide. right? Yeah. yeah. Mr. Come on. Gruesome Newsome. Am I, seriously, am I the only one in the room right now that didn't know that? I it guess not. Uh, well, I mean. I heard that he was going to do shutdowns, but I thought Mama it was specific counties. It was counties. like literally like. What, like an hour ago or so? Yeah, it was yeah, just like, it was just oh, like an hour shit, ago. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So Even our county, you're though, because I heard it was specific counties. No, it's it's all of yeah. Damn, because I remember it wasn't the 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 mayor of L.A. was saying some stuff, saying like, oh, they're gonna go a little harder on the on the lockdown stuff. Yeah, and then and then, and then today they made uh, that is brutal, yeah. man. I mean, right now at this time, that's another probably forty percent of the people that are working now that ain't gonna be working. That's that's fucked. Yeah, man. and that's and and that's another that's thing. Tough. It's 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 you hear news like that. Yeah, and you know, I hate to be a buzzkill, yeah. but uh, you know, I, no, it, definitely, definitely. I mean, that's that is a buzzkill, but it ain't you, man. <laughs> so no, I mean, it's just it's just twenty twenty. It's that table saw of 2020 that oh, we're all man. running on, man. It's it's just chopping us down every chance it gets. But at least the vaccine's out, right? Are you gonna get it? <laughs> no, nope. I'm I'm not nope. planning on I'm not planning <laughs> nope. on it. To me, the tough part about the vaccine is there's no there's no like obviously there's never any long term studies until it's been a long time. So I mean, it's like how they change the the flu shot every year. That's mm-hmm. why I, I I personally am not a flu shot guy. Just because I feel like it's like a, a money scheme, it's like this, it's like this Ponzi scheme of the the medical world. Like, oh, right. we have a new flu shot this year, and it's like, right. is it really new? I mean, is, is is it worth it? But I think the vaccine is good if it does work, and these studies are proven, which they should be. The FDA checked them all out, said it's all legit. I mean, for the high risk people, the thing that makes me nervous is vaccines give everybody a little bit of it, right? That's kind right. of the that's kind of the thought process right. of it. So you're gonna go and start these on like nursing homes and things like that now it's going to be way you went from however many you know doses let's say you even checked fifty thousand patients or a hundred thousand patients now they're talking about 40 million of these vaccines going out that's like such a such a larger percentage so it's like it was 94 percent at a hundred thousand in the three-month window what's that percentage going to be on 40 million in a one-year window you know and and then you're going to go and give it to a nursing home if something goes wrong there i mean you just gave everybody their possibility death sentence you know that's where the worst out breaks have been and well, i understand it but it's risky too man well I, I just i just learned this i'm not sure if this is true but i think this is where like the vaccine gets kind of uh like hidden where like there's no accountability because it's the vaccine supposed to be able to be there to help us yeah but like let's say that the vaccine is faulty or whatever i don't are we able to like sue that company or is there anything any accountability I'll tell you what if it goes faulty company? on me I'm suing somebody you know I mean? what I'm saying like but but it's under the guise of oh, what was a vaccine it was supposed to be here to help you and it well we're, we're sorry that it didn't help you yeah all I know and is we're if, just supposed to eat that if anybody does take it definitely don't sign no damn waivers <laughs> I tell you that much don't sign no damn waivers Man, I wouldn't want to I, I think nowadays like you know like growing up like you know yeah. uh, well now we have so much that we could do our own research on but yeah. then you know then again like what what's fake out there what's real yeah. right and and who do you believe yeah you gotta trust mm-hmm. the medical professionals right that's what they say trust the medical professionals what they say. but i don't know i, I just so you be, how, how long would you wait before you would get it to me to me i don't see to me i don't see a point in necessarily getting it for myself and but, that's just but don't you think viewpoint. they're gonna make it a point for everyone well to now get it? say that's the thing and that, that's kind of overstepping boundaries that's like trying to make that's trying to say that they can't tell everybody that you need to get vaccines. Now, they could tell you your kid can't go to school. 
So that's the way that they could try to like do yeah, it for the adolescents and it. for the kids. Yeah, but I mean, like employers, I don't think they want to go. I don't think they want to go down that road of trying to mandate their employees to do something. That's going to open up a. That's going to open up a big door. And what are you going to say? Okay, well then we'll fire you, and you're just going to fire yeah. your whole work staff that doesn't want to take it. Because I think there's going to be quite a few people that are in like the working class that right. are healthy young individuals that aren't going to feel a need or an urge to go get this. So it's going to be tough. That's the biggest part I think is getting the government to get everybody on board because yeah. i heard 70 percent of the population needs to be vaccinated for a vaccine to work and that's why I like vaccines like polio and all those other ones and those diseases are actually gone because everybody's on board with taking that vaccine now it's just like part of the it's part of the rundown it's that you get when you're born you know right. stick you stick you stick it's, it's part of the the welcome to earth package you know and uh that that's why those diseases are kind of gone so i totally am a believer in vaccine and i'm not saying that vaccines are bad and no one in the world should take it but me personally I, I just can't see a need to do it right now, unfortunately. So you wouldn't? I would not take it. I, I would not take it. It would have to be something detrimental or like a loved one that really feels like they're at risk and said right. that I don't want to see you until you get it or something like that. Then I then I would have to weigh that determination. But yeah. like just just for myself, I don't think I don't think I need to get it. So because I'm, I mean I I get the employer part, but mm -hmm. what about the traveling? part like if you had to provide well, let's see that's right. another that's another bridge to cross now if you know i say i, mean? I want to and now if i come across some money and i want to go to turks and caicos and they say i gotta be vaccinated <laughs> they say i gotta be vaccinated then like, that's damn. another that's another wild card that's another wild card i might i might i might get in line yeah. but i might just wait a year at least at to least see. i think a year is a good chunk and i understand like give it to the high risk people and uh and if they want it if they want it then then let them have it but for for the rest of the population, I mean, I say let's let's I ride saw a this funny thing, thing out. About, give it to the politicians. Yeah. <laughs> give it to <laughs> that's that's the politicians. That's what I said. Line them up first, <laughs> and if they don't survive, then we'll all or be give, safe. Or, yeah. give, or give it to the people who have money yeah. in the in that's the companies, right? Yeah, because yeah. they're the ones who are going to make the money seriously. anyway. Seriously, everybody in there should get it. Everybody at Pfizer, line up, get it first. Yeah, <laughs> the board of directors, line up, take your shot, and yeah, then if uh, you don't grow an extra arm, <laughs> then yeah, we're good. <laughs> all See, right. with with all this stuff, I mean, we all do our own research in 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 whatever it is, but I I always thought that they weren't going to have one until, you know, summer of next year. And I just feel like this is rushed. Yeah, it's you know definitely I mean? rushed. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think it's I think it's coming with everybody being sick of everything. Like like you just said, now we're on lockdown again. And it's like, when is this when is this shit gonna end? And it doesn't seem like it's anywhere near in sight, I guess, until I mean, what are we at? Like we're at over two million cases, I guess, until the whole country gets it or something like that. And it's like, well, everybody's got it now. Cause what do they call it? They right. call it like herd immunity. So right. basically, as people get it, it mutates and it gets weaker and it passes along from people to people to people, and then that's how you end up beating something like the common flu every year. Right, so they say. In yeah. theory, yeah, that's and this is all this is all <laughs> this is all research that I didn't get to do myself. This no, is where right. the whole trust factor comes exactly. into. It's like reading a history book. It's like, do any of us in the room know that this really happened? No, we're just reading nope. the same book. So that's it's like what they we're said, just, right? We're just we're just yeah. we're just trusting the words. So you know, I mean, and I'm not like huge like antitrust either. I do trust medical professionals, and, right. and I do believe that the vaccine is probably relatively safe. But I think if you're at risk and you need it, then you should definitely go get it. Me personally, I don't feel like I'm at risk. So, and I think that's something that like we we should be able to have a conversation with with our with our physician, right? Exactly. And be like, well, truthfully, am I really at risk for this? Yeah. Ask them that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's that's we a lot of people are very shy and scared to ask that totally. straight up. Yeah. To someone in that position of power, mm -hmm. right? So that's what they're there if for. If you can just opinion, ask, you know? like, yo, do, am I really at risk? Yeah. And if they say, why well, should I take this? You know this? what? Maybe you're not. Yeah. Well, then cool. Yeah. I think with this one, the tough one is the way that they always they always spin it. And it's because it's partially true is that it's like, well, you're not at risk. But what about grandma or what about grandpa or great grandma or your yeah. uncle or your aunt? And then it's like, I don't want to say it's a guilt trip because, like I said, it is true. It's obviously been proven that the older people are more at risk. But right. that's like where they put it in your mind. Like, yeah, maybe you should get it. Right. So, oh, if you don't get it, then that means you don't like grandma. Yeah. Or you're not going right. to see you're not going to see grandma ever again. It's like, ah, damn. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, that's the, the whole medical professional thing comes into. And right. it's like, uh, you know, with you watching sports, uh, Will Fuller. I don't know if anybody's familiar with the story, but he got busted for PEDs. And that's what he said. I took it. He gave the same old spiel of I seen a medical professional. He gave me this medicine. He's supposed to know if it's on the policy list and things like that. So that's why it's like you come trusting a medical professional. Maybe they don't know all the angles. And that's where I'm like, you know, shame on you, Will Fuller. How about you? This is wow. you're a millionaire because of your goddamn job. <laughs> you should know what you can take and what you can't. And it should be in there. So it's like, uh, yeah. But yeah, he's he's gone. Damn, he got 
Suspended. That's just recently, yeah, then, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so now my he boy had a blowout game. Last, yeah, last exactly. Week, that, and it's, he's on my fantasy. He's on my fantasy <laughs> football team, bro. And it's like the playoffs start this week, so I'm I'm a little mad at my boy Will right now. He let me down big time. I, I, yeah, I had him in a big spot right now coming One up guy this gets week. A blowout and, game yeah, and then get that's popped it. for PD. It's like, hey man, you ran pretty fast today. How about you piss in his cup? And yeah. Let's see. <laughs> let's see where you got that extra step today, bro. Dang. Yeah, but that's that's a that bummer sucks. for Deshaun Watson though, man, because now he's down. He's down like an even another weapon because David Johnson. Out, Randall Cobb's out, DeAndre Hopkins traded. Now Will Fuller's on the roids. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's on a cycle or something like that. It's probably just I don't know. Like what Ray Lewis get busted for back in the day? Deer antler spray that he rub on his torn, uh, <laughs> torn pectoral muscle or whatever. I heard about that? Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell you even get deer antler spray? <laughs> Who told what him that? It? I know. Hey, bro. Just, hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> just hey, yo, <laughs> I got this deer antler spray, bro. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's fire, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. That, rub it on anything, that bro. Torn bro chest make you feel muscle. better, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you want to play in that Super Bowl, dog? I got you. <laughs> oh man, it won't get detected, bro. Get oh it. Deer man. Deer antler spray. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trip, man. But uh. Uh, on a on a worse note, on a sad note, I do want to say while we're on a sports topic, uh, rest in peace to Diego uh, Mardano. And uh, yeah. it's a, we lost Stop a legend the play, there, right? man. And that's a bummer, man. Because like to me, when I was growing up, like you said, in this country, soccer is not that big unless you're into soccer. Right. I was, and, uh, I'm, I'm into soccer yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Great memories watching him play, man. Yeah, and I and that's what I was gonna say. Like I had uh, memories for Argentina when I was growing up. When I uh, I had some uh, some family members growing up from Ecuador. So when they when they came to the country and joined our family, they were huge into soccer. So I never watched soccer. I was always you know football, baseball, basketball, and professional wrestling back then when I was a right. kid. And they watched soccer. So I started watching it, and there was a guy back then that played for Argentina uh, by the name of Batistuta, and he was like the man. Like right. Diego wasn't playing anymore. I think he was like a coach at this point. Or maybe he was really old, and I just didn't know about him at that point, but still playing. And uh, that, that guy in that Argentina uniform, I remember, and I think it must have been like the 96 World Cup or whatever year it was at the end of the 90s, and he turned me into a soccer fan. I never personally played it on a on an organized team, but he turned me into a fan of the game, and like the way that he played was just magnificent, so then I started watching old games, and Diego, the way that he... Have you seen some of his uh, uh, documentaries? I haven't got to really see any documentaries, but I just see the, I just catch the classic games when they're on, you know, ESPN two a night or whatever. And they played a few after he passed away. So I got to watch him again. And I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of good documentaries. I, I, I think HBO had one that I recently watched. It was like, like a little series. And then, the, uh, there was another one that I found on YouTube that was, uh, uh, pretty interesting, bro. Like just to, to see bet, man. how how big of a star he was, bro. Yeah, he was a he was a, he was a he was a firework in this world for sure. And, and that's the thing that when you have a personality like that, unfortunately, a lot of shit swirls around that, and there's a lot of things that you know people probably now that he's gone unfortunately they talked about the the problems that he had more than the good times that he had over the last few years and you it's just his name yeah you know it's just to me it's just a bummer you know everybody's got their problems but to me right. i remember diego on the pitch just doing his thing and i mean the passion that he played with was unmatched by anybody if you ask right. me so dirt on people's names yeah i think that's messed up i think uh they said it best you know he's up he's up in the sky kicking kicking the ball around again now so yeah, i good. mean yeah so rest in peace diego um another legend gone in 2020 unfortunately but Hopefully, 2021 around the around the corner is uh, is going to be getting back to normal. Um, I read an article just the other day that they fear that drinking in bars is never going to go back to the same way it used to be. So and and so the spin on this article was that I found interesting was that like the big alcohol and beer manufacturers will make it through it, but like here in Ventura County, I love me some craft beer. I don't know about right. you, Ray. Are you a beer drinker? Not much. Not no. much. Okay, so I love I love I love me some craft beer, and they say that the craft breweries are really struggling. And now you tell me that there's this other lockdown. That is just a bummer man because yeah. that's where they depend I, I guess i didn't really think about it i'm like oh why i buy my six pack from the store here and there you know right. i'm still buying craft beer but it's like they get their money off of those kegs going to restaurants and bars and their right. own restaurants and bars mm -hmm. so they're saying that a lot of these a lot of these good craft breweries are going to have to close up shop yeah, and then 2021 comes around whenever it gets back to normal you know i mean a lot of your favorite choices might not be on tap so that just that just and that's that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like you know, I I think about especially if we're still working, yeah. And you know, 
support the the small businesses, man. Anyway, yeah. anyway, possible. Even if they got merch and gear or whatever, go when you yeah. go go buy there. If you if they're still able to sell a six pack out the front door, go buy it at Topa Topa instead of the market down down the street from your corner corner of your house yeah. or whatever. But yes, I mean, I'm I'm just hoping that 2021 is you know getting back to normal a little bit more and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's tough, man, because it's like yeah. every time I want to keep talking about, hopefully we're going to turn like the corner. March, bro. Yeah, seriously, dude. And it's well, now <laughs> and we it's are. about to but be now March we again. Lockdown, right? you know? It's like <laughs> I, now I got to go and start doing deadlifts in my backyard <laughs> again, and, and I just fixed those dents in my backyard. And now nah, I'm lying; they're still there. So I, I know exactly where to set up. So when the pandemic first hit, Persistence did such a good job that I didn't get the, I didn't have to really miss the gym. Actually, like I said on a previous episode, I feel like I got to do more gym work because we were working out right. at home and now I'm at home and I can do the workout every single day instead of the days when I went to work, I couldn't go to the gym and vice right. versa. Um, what do you miss the most out of, uh, out of life since the pandemic's hit? Competition. Yeah. Just competition. Yeah. I mean, because <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I played, uh, men's league basketball over, that, over on the avenue i heard that's a legit league bro i, yeah, heard, that, I heard that people hoop. i heard that people yeah, hoop down there, there. Some, i had a, I had a buddy that, pl- that played in that league too and uh, yeah. he said it's legit um i think i mean just being able to compete you know get that yeah. like i think i think it's a natural aggression that we all have like, yeah that everybody has you gotta, yeah so there's a little bit of like a huge adrenaline spike essentially yeah. right so that you know we can all just function without having that pent-up aggression you know yeah. what i mean like in eight months, eight, nine months that we've been locked down, there's been the only competition I really have is like within myself from a workout that I had a week ago. Yeah. yeah. And or someone that I saw on Instagram. Oh, yeah, they weigh <laughs> as much as I do. And or you know what I mean? They or, did that. Or so that I'm type of comparison. Be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but really, what type of like, yeah, is that really healthy, though? It's not even? the same. Like, yeah, it's, it's not, not the healthy, same, man. Either, you don't get right? that. You don't get that same. Like you no. said, the uh, release of aggression and, yeah. and adrenaline burn like you did. I mean, competing against the clock and, and gym mates yeah. or whoever is all fun and dandy. But there's something about it's like they always say, like on a football team, you know, you could practice hard and hit each other all day long. But there's something different when you hit a different color on the field. You know, yes. when you see a different color uniform you go a little or you go and compete against somebody, it's, 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 it's just different. It absolutely it's way different so i think the competing and you know just being around other people uh, as something I, I definitely definitely miss yeah have you have you traveled at all since the pandemic nothing happened? serious no, like, nothing serious yeah like camping but like what's yeah that? like that is that really traveling it's really like getting oh, the yeah, fuck man. away right <laughs> yeah, well, it's, definitely, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely traveling man we i, I love camping and honestly oh, we yeah. haven't gone camping enough recently uh and now audrey's getting a little bit older so i think it's it's possible how's calvin out out there in the wilderness oh uh, it was i mean we've gone to places that were pretty toddler friendly yeah so it wasn't it yeah wasn't like a hard. campground style yeah yeah. yeah 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 so he was he was cool i mean yeah. again with maya so like they just get to walk around and pick up rocks and explore the world yeah, man like chip at trees and there's like playgrounds around you know it just be kids get dirty yeah dude it's something about being out in nature man where, where did you yeah. go where'd you go camping recently uh just recently we went to uh kachuma lake kachuma okay cool then, how is that up there i've never i've never been uh, I, I like i loved it it was fun it was um i didn't know that uh there's a a disc golf course right right there and okay i've never disc, played i've never played it but i've seen I've it a few either, places but yo that shit's huge out there dude. <laughs> yeah everybody was everybody's was on the so, course or like, what i i think we kind of fucked up and like our our tent was like right next to one of like <laughs> like, a t- like the tee off where they tee off <laughs> yeah. and like so like at eight o'clock in the morning we're hearing people like you know clicking clacking their their frisbees around uh, like, what the fuck is that and there's these dudes throwing frisbees at like seven o'clock in the morning like damn <laughs> dude they're gol- really about this yeah them golfers ain't messing around man it's That's them dope. early them early tea times bro yeah but yeah shit looks fun bro. yeah it does did they just throwing a frisbee so, so like, do they yell four when they throw a bad <laughs> one or no? <laughs> nah, no, nah, no 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 four calls yeah you gotta nah. watch out then man that tent was in the danger zone potentially no, man. I, I think they did a good job of like aiming it in yeah. certain directions <laughs> yeah, thankfully so. but yeah you know what i noticed too uh when i went golfing uh this was actually a while ago but in satakoy they have a cool little uh little golf course uh, right across from sky's place happy place uh and uh they have soccer golf have you guys ever done soccer golf 
I I've, have been, not. I've been invited a couple of times, but I want to try it. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I was going to say, I, mean, yeah. I don't play soccer, but I think that'd be just yeah. fun as fuck. Well, that. you got a messy boot on you, Mambo. So, I mean, you might be you, you might be a shoe in for that one, man. You, I say we go and partner up, man. Let's all, yeah, let's all, fun. Yeah, Bro, it's, hard, it. it's hard for me to get to the gym, so I'm definitely not going <laughs> to yeah, go but, try something else. But, hey, but so- soccer golf is different, man. You could play soccer <laughs> golf with a beer in your hand. You know, yeah. at the gym, you can't, you know, it's, 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 it's you can, it's frowned upon at times, you know, it's tough to. It's tough to, to snatch after a few brewskis. Yeah, man. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I, sh- I struggle with it enough without the without, without the alcohol involved. Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. So that's cool. Yeah, we we uh, we went camping at the the waterfalls up in Matillaha, and you guys should head up that way. I don't know if you ever been camping up in up, no, up to thirty three. You guys went backpacking, right? Backpacking, yeah. So that yeah, was that's obviously dope. yeah, it was cool. It was cool. That, but that sounds fun as fuck. Not kid friendly, but there's a lot of no, cool yeah. places up there up there in Rose Valley and, and on that way and. Yeah, so this this uh, summer, that's kind of my goal. I want to make yeah. sure we get the well, family shit, out there spring, and camp bro. more. Yeah, exactly. Spring yeah. once it cools up. I, I slipped up one time. This was a long time ago. Me and my wife uh, were still just dating in uh, San Diego, and I think it was like March or something like that. And we just got this like wild hair, like fuck it, let's go camping, you know. And we didn't really have. We had just moved in together, so we didn't have that much camping gear. But we got all pumped up and just like threw our tent and some random shit. Forgot like almost every necessary <laughs> thing to bring. <laughs> And then we went up there and learned it was, a lesson, bro. And we learned that it is it is hot down in La Mesa, down in San Diego. <laughs> and then when you drive up in like the Alpine Mountains, right back there, up toward I forget, I think it's Alpine, but you take the eight, you take the eight east, and you just go for a while. And there's a campground up there that we went to. It got cold as hell at nighttime, bro. And we brought like one blanket, <laughs> <laughs> and then where the campground was set up was on like rocks and stuff. So that was a bad spring camping experience, but, <laughs> but a lot of lessons learned. Yeah, exactly. Now I know you just got to bring more blankets, man. But yeah. it was freezing, bro. <laughs> it was it was, it was freezing, bro. Uh, yeah, man. So, Not a sleeping bag, just blankets. Yeah. So what else do you do for an adrenaline rush other than sports? You into any other ex- extreme activities? Um, actually, I, I really like snowboarding. Oh yeah, snowboarding is kind of oh uh, shit, like something I really like doing. Other yeah. than like uh, weightlifting and other than uh, sports, is it yeah, something you've sure. done your whole life or you no, just picked it up I recently? It up like five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like you extreme snowboarding, you hitting jumps no. and grinding on rails and shit or No, I definitely just like bombing down the hill. Just bombing, yeah. Just going fast yeah. and not falling. Yeah, there you go. That's the key, yeah. man. I, I I've never been snowboarding. Name the game, dude. Yeah. Not <laughs> don't fall. Don't fall. Or if you do, make sure you don't hurt yourself that yeah. bad. I think the key is also learning how to stop because you're gonna yep. you could bomb the hill, but like so, you, eventually the hill runs out. There's no way <laughs> you get you to the resort. And you gotta that's 100 percent you're doing the whole time is just trying to stop. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. I mean, even if you're trying to bomb down the hill, it's like you're 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 scraping enough so that you're not going 100 uh-huh. percent the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regulate it. Exactly, because you can. I remember one time I went down a, a hill in Squaw Valley in Squaw like, Valley. Where yeah, is that at? in Tahoe. Okay. In Tahoe, and it was super super high hill, and I got down the 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 gondola up uh-huh. was like twenty minutes. Oh damn! Right, so it's super high up, and then I got down in three and a half minutes. Wow! Like Holy I was bombing shit! You were bombing, yeah, yeah. That shit, and that shit was so fun. Like and like. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, I've never snowboarded. I've I've only gone skiing and only only on the East Coast when I was when I was uh, growing up at the in the Poconos. But uh, I remember the first time I fell on skis. It is incredibly hard to get back up, dude. Like when you don't know the right like technique. Right. I, I didn't get any lessons or anything. A couple of my friends were just like, "Ah, screw it, let's go skiing or whatever." <laughs> figure it out. You know, <laughs> go and figure it out. So we drove up to the Poconos, and yeah, I fell down, dude. I probably spent like five, ten minutes on this fucking hill <laughs> trying to get up. I probably looked like a complete idiot, jackass on the side of this hill. Little kids are just learning carved. lessons. Yeah, man. little kids are just carving passy and stuff, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm just sitting here. I'm not trying to get up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just relaxing. I'm waiting for yeah. my turn. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm waiting for you guys to go. Some I don't want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. Good. real. I'm going to go real fast. So I want to give you a head start, you know, so I don't want to get out of my way. <laughs> but yeah, so that's cool. But um, what's uh, what's new coming up in your in your life? You got any personal goals, anything you're shooting for? I know without the competitions, but is there anything you're trying to hit in the gym? Anything you got your mind set on? Um, nothing in particular. No. I'm, I'm actually just really excited for the, um, this Olympic weightlifting thing coming on on fridays now yeah um, oh yeah me too man because when it when, when we pre-covid and we had it three days a week it was it was popping it was dope like i had there was a lot of people come in regularly and improvements which is yeah. like my main goal is to see people move better and that was happening a lot yeah. and then covid hit and then we stopped that completely obviously yeah and nobody could go to the gym it's tough to olympic weightlift at home yeah and then i mean 
and then to go one day a week is kind of like a teaser for yeah. a lot of i mean I mean, for your wife, oh she, yeah, she's pumped. She can dude. probably she attest is, to this, she right? She's probably itching to come back because, I mean, yeah. with, with with weightlifting, it's not just like something you can do once a week and yeah. think you can be good at it. Mm-hmm. Like you definitely, definitely got to be diligent at this thing. And to, she's someone that likes the coaching. She likes you to give her yeah. pointers and things like that. So she's pumped to actually get like a formal class with you because you do a great yeah. job of giving her programming that she tries to work on in the gym. The days that like right. there isn't weightlifting or after a class. But it's something different about getting your coaching Absolutely. in person, you know, get that tweak in the moment, in the to, moment. To, yes. and, then, and then you can feel it right away, you know, and it, it's, it's something cool. So mm-hmm. I'm stoked. I'll be there tomorrow at 3.30. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. I have a feeling that tomorrow's class is going to be like packed. I hope so, man. It's like <laughs> overwhelming. And I'm not one for crowds either. Yeah. Like, I hope so, man. I hope it's, I, I hope it's, I hope it's legit. And uh, we do a thing on the show. Uh, every uh, guest gets a random question from Mambo. So... Now's your time, Ray. Hit him with a random question, Mambo. You know what? Before I hit you with the with the random question, how how did you end up uh, being a part of the the, the persistence culture oh. family? So, <clears throat> let's see. Um, I met Mel. I don't know if you know Mel. Mel is, used to be Enrique's roommate, um, and and they used to be my neighbors. Now that Enrique just recently moved, um, their garage used to face my garage. And uh, one day I was working out, Mel came over and was like, oh, what's up, bro? You CrossFit? Oh, yeah, I CrossFit, blah, blah, blah. Start chatting up a little bit. And then Enrique came over and we all worked out together. And then Enrique approached me, I think, one day about like, hey, dude, you ever think about coaching or anything? I was like, actually, oddly enough, I was looking to get my uh, weightlifting cert. And he's like, oh, dude, if you do that, let me know. And then you know, we'll get something going. I'm trying to uh, start this like online programming thing going. And then I'm going to say like four months later, I had just gotten it done. Like literally had just gotten it done. Wow. And then I I roll up into my driveway and then Enrique runs up to me in my driveway, bro. (laughs) That sounds like, like, sounds like Enrique. Bro, I've been looking at, I've been looking for you. I've been trying to get, he's been looking out the window waiting for you to drive up. (laughs) That's what he said. He's like, dude, I've been looking out my window waiting for you to come home so I can fucking come over and I, I've been trying to hit you up about this and I was like alright straight well, stalking what's, bro what's going down and he's like alright so I got we're gonna open up this gym um, it's called Persistence Culture I want you to be part of it I want you to coach this and that and I was like you gotta meet Gage and you know, we gotta get you going and I was like well fuck yeah alright <laughs> so and like it was, it was so cool and like I was just thinking like man what, what am I gonna do when I get this this Olympic cert yeah I want to start coaching and where am I gonna like advertise myself do I want to like jump into a gym first and and then advertise oh I'm a coach and I can coach too oh, or, coach, right yeah right but then like like it's cool man stars it collide be, right, right? like I said earlier this dude literally just comes up running to my driveway <laughs> bro <laughs> I need you <laughs> I need you to coach bro he was I legit was like, oh, he was legit pumped I heard yeah. about you way before I ever met you he was like I, I was I was actually uh I forget exactly what gathering or party it was, but Enrique was just pumping you up and Gage was there and he was just talking about, you got to meet him. He's an incredible Olympic weightlifter. He's just got his coaching cert and everything. So it's like, yeah, I knew that I knew the yeah. Olympic weightlifting program was going to be cool. What, at the, that time, what, I did, the, what are the odds of though, of, of, of uh, them working out and then you, bro, you know, I, I don't know, dude. Like, like I said, stars collided, dude. It's yeah, so crazy. crazy. It's crazy, man. It is, it is funny how like everything is seeming to work out that way. A persistence culture. I mean, mm-hmm. even just the, the people there, I mean, just yeah. if you have like a personal project or thing that you're doing on the side, I guarantee if you're looking for a, a perf- professional, you'll probably find him in the, in the facility, in the facility or in sure. the network of, of people that, that are about persistence culture. So it's just really cool. Say, that's a big thing about us is like, it's it's just a huge network, not just people that like that like to work out. Yes, yeah, it's, it's way beyond that. It's beyond that exactly. When especially when you start outreaching for things like that, yeah. like oh you, uh, for instance, we have a bunch of doctors that that go to the gym, yeah. and so it's like oh well, if you need some professional advice or you know things like that, and you might be able to get it right there on the spot. Be able to get it right there, yeah. medical professionals, man. Yeah. Like we've been saying, um, no copay. Yeah, no copay, no nothing, no insurance claims. Nice just and easy. A, you know, a little elbow, elbow. Yeah, hey, yo, so uh, I got this pain oh, right here. So, what does that do, mean? Can you do surgery after the workout? Yeah. No. I brought a knife. I brought a knife with me. Ray, Ray's an assistant. He can help. Yeah, exactly. I can probably fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but speaking of your weightlifting cert, uh, do you, or do you have a CrossFit cert as well? Being um, in the CrossFit box or we're, I'm working towards. Cool. Yeah. yeah you, Cause, uh, I mean, 
there's obviously a lot of overlap. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the two main lifts are the big overlap. Yeah. Um, but I think coaching is just something that's like, I feel like it's my niche. In a yeah. Way. You're good at it, man. You're dead. Yeah, it's, it's, it comes like natural it. to you for sure. Yeah. Man. It's just, I don't know. I mean, if I'm good at something, why not like pass it on? Right. So. Yeah. And you should, because I feel like it's funny. Like you look at all the coaches and to me, there's one common thread is that they come from a background of being coached. They're all either yeah. ex-athletes or have played in some type of organized structure where they've been coached. And that's what I think like coaching is one of like the coolest things you can do. And it's also one of like the most noblest things you can do because yeah. you're literally not only teaching someone how to be better, but you're also passing on that that gift because imagine yeah. if everybody just stopped wanting the coach i mean a lot of stuff would go to shit man it's a very important thing that most of the times you got to do it pro bono on volunteer work and things like that so right I mean, and there's i think there's so many lessons to learn as as a no. coach like both sides yeah, for coaching someone that wins and or loses yeah and like how do you adapt and how do you yeah. help that person adapt to whatever yeah. that especially in a exactly. loss yeah especially because especially you're not in a yeah, loss right. like how do you help them cope with that because that, like that's whoa. when you're that's when you when i was coaching youth football that was the main thing that we tried to focus as coaches we always told each other when we were in our meetings and things like that we're not just coaching these kids to win or lose football games obviously that's the main goal that's what we're doing in yeah. practice but what really we're doing is we're teaching them like life coping skills and we're teaching them how mm-hmm. to value relationships and how to deal with things that come up in life man. yeah so problem co- solving yeah coaching is awesome <laughs> simple man. as that all right, random question. There it you is. Ready Here for it? Is. Back to the random. Uh, what's your biggest fear? Ooh, good one. Biggest fear. I guess being forgotten, I guess. Like, I mean, like I, I think I just said what I said, like mm-hmm. make an impact, right? And yeah. If, I, if I'm good at something, why not pass it on? Right. And like if, if there's something that, that I feel like I did I mean, for instance, like a lesson I teach my kid, like if they like forget that it was me that taught that lesson, I think that's scary to me because yeah. that sucks. Like I feel like I'm, I'm there all the time. Right. right. Yeah. So real talk, man. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think that would ever happen, but no, no, if no. If it was but, a fear. Yeah. I think that's pretty, that would suck. Yeah. Too. I agree. That's something that like, if it crosses your mind, yeah, it definitely freaks you out. Like thinking about that, like, yeah, like after all this is over, what, what's there, what's there going to be? Yeah. Man? Yeah. So definitely, and it's it's what you get what you get remembered by, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, Leaving a legacy, a little in a way. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I I used to like sometimes. I try not to anymore. When you start like thinking like vast amounts of time, like the other day, I wrote, I, I was I was typing uh, on this application we use at work, to, and you have to date each step while you're doing it. And I accidentally typed an extra two after 2020 because it's so easy to just go dot 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 dot, and I yeah. hit the two an extra time, and I was like damn, what the hell's going to be going on in fucking 20,202? <laughs> you know, it's like, am I going to be like somebody's like, I, I hope so. I'm going to be like somebody's like great, 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 like million freaking great grandpas, you know? And it's like, and it's like crazy. It's like, how can we keep all of these people's legacies to go all the way to 20,000, you know, 202. So definitely, man. But I'm just super glad that you got to come on the show today, man, and get yeah, to get to exciting. yeah get to get to learn more about you. you got anything uh, to say to the listeners before we wrap up the show? Uh, come see me on Fridays and Sundays. Yes, yes. Get you slinging some big weights. Heck yeah! <laughs> Friday, three thirty, Olympic weightlifting. Coach Ray Amato. Yeah, yeah. Be Sundays, there. 10:30. Be there. Yes. Yeah. Persistence uh, culture on uh, Instagram. Uh, just uh, DM and uh, someone will reach out to you and uh, tell you all about us. Uh, come uh, be, become part of the Persistence Culture family. Uh, once again, getpersistence.com. You could get all your apparel there. Uh, do some of your holiday shopping there, too. Uh, that's a great spot. I know they had some some dope uh, uh, Black Friday yeah, sales. Yeah, great, great sales oh, and promos. Yeah, and even in the facility right now, they got like a $10 rack worth of, worth of gear where every item on it's $10. So, yeah, I mean, check so it out. Tons go, of cool stuff. Go check out all the apparel at getpersistence.com. And uh, thank you for uh, checking us out. Spread uh, the news about our podcast. Uh, Tell your friends about it. Uh, We're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Ask Alexa that you want to listen to Persistence Culture Podcast and uh, we'll pop up. And uh, thank you guys so much for checking it out. Uh, Keep moving.